Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, I just watched Will Smith smack the holy fuck out of Chris Rock live at the goddamn Oscars. Woo, girl, boy, everybody. Woo. You are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. I would highly suggest that if you have me on speaker right now, especially if you are at work or if you are listening to me in a respectable place, you might want to take me off speaker. We not saving the ratchet to the end of the episode. We diving right in, y'all. I'll wait while you go get your headphones. Go on. I wasn't even watching the goddamn Oscars. If you know me, know me. In real life, know me. Every Sunday night, I be on Etsy buying jewelry and purses and shoes from independent designers. That's my self-care for the week. Starting somewhere around 4 p.m. into the night. Like I do it like a full day's work. That's how I find all my cute shoes and cute accessories and cute jewelry and even some dresses. I go on the mainstream sites, but that's like my ritual every Sunday. I'd be on Etsy. I'd be on some of the main shopping sites and I go searching for all of like my clothes and shoes and whatnot. So people be like, I've never seen that. Where did you find that? I hunted for it. Okay. I wasn't even watching the Oscars. I wasn't even interested this year. I worked my ass off last week. That cover story that I talked about on last episode that was due Thursday, 
I didn't turn it in until Saturday at 11 p.m. because it took me all day Friday and all day Saturday to write. It wasn't a bad interview. It's just it was two people speaking at the same time and it was a convoluted story and it ended up being a 63 page transcript that I had to sort through and turn into a story. It took fucking forever. Ooh, if I sound a little tipsy right now, it's because I am. I have a whole bottle of Prosecco in my system, which is the equivalent of two glasses of red wine. If I'm a little fired up, that's why. Okay, I wasn't even watching the Oscars. I was online shopping. All of a sudden, my phone blows the fuck up. Like, why are all these people texting me at the same damn time? The first DM I see is a video of Will Smith. Will Smith, of all people, dignified as 50 plus Will Smith, slapping the whole fuck out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. And I knew Will Packer was producing. And I was like, oh, Will Packer wants some Tyler Perry shit. He doing some wild skits to get these ratings. I thought it was a skit. I watched it. I saw Will Smith walk on stage. I saw Will Smith smack the fuck out of Chris Rock. And I was like, oh, this is a skit. Because there was no part of my mind that could fathom that Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, blockbuster opening 4th of July weekend, Independence Day ass Will Smith, father of three Will Smith, somebody husband, of like 20 some odd years, Will Smith got on stage at the Oscars and smacked anyone, but especially Chris Rock. I was like, what What the fuck is this? What is Will Packer doing? Like, sir, you're a talented producer. You don't have to resort to these antics. And then I went on Twitter because I was like, oh, what are other people saying about this skit? And like Will Packer joined the most. And lo and behold, it wasn't no goddamn skit. Will Smith actually got on stage at the Oscars, and smacked the fuck out of Chris Rock on live television. He ain't just smack his ass. He went down in the audience. He was yelling at Chris Rock from his chair. He said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. He said it twice. So the first video that I saw, Will Smith smacked the fuck out of Chris Rock. And then the audio went out on the video and I thought Chris Rock was saying crazy things because again, I'm thinking it's a skip. I go on Twitter and then I find some Australian TV version. That's what I posted on my Instagram page. They didn't have the delay that we have in the States. So Will Smith is on live Australian TV dropping F-bombs. Will Smith, A-list celebrity Will Smith, safe ass Will Smith. We done thought for 30 years Will Smith's ass went Hollywood. I'm not going to say he was a sellout because I don't think I don't ever think I thought Will Smith was a sellout. But I read his book and he talked about how people thought he was a sellout and people thought he was soft because he was this rapper from West Philly. And he was intentional about not cursing and making family friendly music. And he was like other rappers just didn't take him seriously as a rapper. He's like the first rapper to win a Grammy. It's not coincidental that white people thought Will Smith was safe. Okay. Will Smith, I don't curse in my music. Parents just don't understand. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, is sitting at the goddamn Oscars on a live feed talking about keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. He said it with bass in his voice, too. When we thought Will Smith, you opened in July 4th weekend for like, what, like eight summers? Minimum. Biggest movie star in the world. One of the highest paid movie stars in the world. It's Will Smith. 
I mean, black people love Will Smith. White people think Will Smith safe as fuck. Will Smith, he told us. I think we didn't take him seriously. Will Smith said, I'm from West Philadelphia, born and raised. People thought, Will Smith, you went Hollywood, you blockbuster, you stadium status, you opening weekend, 100 million status. Folks forgot Will Smith, again, from West Philadelphia, born and raised. Chris Rock made a joke, and of all the jokes to make, he made a joke, and it was pretty harmless, like all things considered about the joke that that Chris Rock specifically would and could make about the Smiths. He made a joke about Jada looking like G.I. Jane because she's she shaved her head recently. She's been very public about suffering from alopecia. So she's you know losing her hair because of a medical condition. She looks very beautiful with the bald head. She's a pretty woman. But Chris Rock made a joke about it and, and the audience pans to Will and Jada and, and Will laughed at it and Jada looked pissed. So Will Smith got on stage and he smacked the shit out of, out of Chris Rock. And so I saw a lot of people say that, you know, well, Will Smith shouldn't have done that. Like, that wasn't right, Will Smith. How are you going to, like, assault somebody on the Oscar stage? And, you know, black people have worked so hard to get into these rooms. And, sir, you just won an Oscar. Actually, he won an Oscar after he smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. But that's neither here nor there. But they're like, yo, this was your big night. Like, you've had big films before that you've never won an Oscar for, and now you're winning for this one. And people aren't going to be talking about how you won an Oscar. People are going to be talking about how you smacked the shit out of Chris Rock, how you, like, lost your cool and assaulted another black man in, in, in front of all these white people. Which, let's dissect that. First and foremost, fuck them white folks. If you think Will Smith smacking Chris Rock was wrong, fine. Fine. It's a clear-cut case of assault. I I cannot argue against that. If you want to be like, that's inappropriate, a grown-ass man losing his cool and assaulting, smacking somebody in the face is assault. Assaulting someone else is dead fucking wrong. I can't argue with you. You're right. But just leave it at that. The idea that like, oh, but my God, he did it on the Oscar stage and black people are trying to get into these rooms and and what are they going to think of us? Again, fuck them white folks. Fuck them white folks, fuck their opinions, fuck their rooms. The Oscar stage is no more important than the NAACP stage or or the BET stage. Whoever black is doing an awards ceremony, their stage is equally as important as the goddamn Oscars. So if you think it's wrong to do on on a main stage, on a a nationally televised program, then say that. But don't make no special excuse for the goddamn Oscars because it's white. Don't make an extra special wrong just because it was done on the stage in front of white folks. They're not special. They just as equal to everybody else. If it's wrong to do on a black stage, then it's equally as wrong to do on a white stage. It's not more wrong because white people are watching. Full stop. I also think that your opinion on how wrong this is, is how like, I want to say black adjacent, how street adjacent you might be. Because there's a whole contingent of people that I think might fall in some middle ground like me. Like, I'm raised bougie as shit. Like, I grew up in the suburbs. My parents are, you know, solidly, I like to say middle class. I'm aware of where I fall on the spectrum. I'm also, because of where I grew up, it was a really dope community. And a larger community that was very, very middle class. Very, very upper middle class. But also... Very, very hood adjacent. So it's all swirled together in the way I think of things. And how I interpret last night, Chris Rock wouldn't have got slapped in the face if he kept the man's wife's name out of his mouth. There was an option there. He had the option not to talk about the man's wife. He did that. 
You don't get to say reckless shit about people and then dictate how they respond. And all in all, in the grand scheme of things, again, what Chris Rock could have said about Will and Jada could have been much worse. He could have taken jabs at the entanglement shit. Because people have been taking jabs at Will Smith for, what, like a year and change now? Ever since that August Alcina thing. They've been coming to him for staying with Jada, and they've been talking real reckless about his wife. Multiple occasions. The most recent and most popular was Laverne Cox at the SAG Awards. She was working the red carpet. She interviewed Will and Jada. And to be clear, if you're working a red carpet, and I've never worked a red carpet for various reasons. I walk them, but I don't work them. It's a fucking headache. Let me say this. If you're working a red carpet as an interviewer, A-list talent only speaks to the biggest outlet if they speak at all. Sometimes they just come and take pictures and then keep it pushing because they don't want to do interviews. So for Will and Jada to stop and speak to Laverne Cox, no matter who her outlet was, I don't remember who it was, but it's actually kind of irrelevant. For them to stop and speak was a get. Laverne Cox does a little interview with Will and Jada. Everything goes fine until the end. And she makes some jab at them about the entanglement. Will is walking the carpets and attending the SAG Awards for his role in King Richard, which, by the way, I still haven't seen. But he just won an Oscar for it tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and guess it's really good. Okay. Laverne makes this quip about entanglement. Will and Jada laugh it off and keep moving. Laverne takes a lot of heat online from people who see the interview and they're like, yo, that was actually really inappropriate because they weren't there to talk about the entanglement. Will was there because he was being nominated. The entanglement thing happened either a year ago, over a year ago, like let it go. What you said was really sideways and really inappropriate. It got so bad on her social media that Laverne had to address it. And she was like, if I hear privately that Will and Jada were upset about what I said, I will apologize privately. People were like, no, you said it publicly. You should apologize publicly. But it was really bad to the point that like Laverne had to address it. So between the social media people saying shit, which the Internet is undefeated. If you release anything publicly and the Internet has fuel to go after you, they will. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not the price of fame. It's just what happens now when you're involved in a scandal and you are a public figure, especially an A-list public figure. Will and Jada ate that, especially Will. Folks don't just talk about his wife, they talk about him too. But really to talk about his wife is to talk about him because again, that's his wife. You could think Jada is some bullshit. Will, for whatever reasons that make sense to him, has decided to stay with Jada and stick it out with her. So again, that's his wife, his current wife. Not his estranged wife, not his ex-wife, his current wife. Folks been taking jabs at this man and his wife for about a year and change now. Chris Rock, again, what he said, all things considered, wasn't that bad. He fucked around on the wrong day and he found the fuck out. I ain't saying what Will did was right. I'm not. I'm also not saying what Will did was wrong. Now, we've talked about my ex-husband on this show before. I've indicated some not-so-nice things about him. He's my ex-husband for a reason. Let me say something nice about him because I want to be balanced. When it came to publicly defending me, that isn't one of the criticisms that I had about him. I'm going to also say this. If you're married to somebody and another man insults you in front of your husband and your husband don't do shit about it, why the fuck are you married to that man? If you're just going to sit there and take insults at the chin, why the fuck are you in public with another man? If you got to handle that shit on your own, what is his purpose? The vast majority of my listeners, 
got their own. They got their own money. They got their own houses or they pay their own rent. They got nice places too. They're not living in the hood. They got their own cars. They pay their own bills. They're good. The things that we need men for in our lives, companionship, dick, and protection. If you're not providing all three, I ask again, why are you here? Chris Rock made a joke about the man's wife. And yes, Will laughed initially when the the camera panned to him. You could see Will laughing. You could see Jada looking pissed. Will realized his wife was insulted. His wife was upset. He did something about it. Folks be like, oh, it's the Oscars. He should have just handled that backstage. Why? Remind y'all once again, because Will told us like 25 years ago, I'm from West Philadelphia, born and raised. He acted like the West Philly nigga that he is. Chris Rock didn't really act like the Brooklyn nigga that he is, though. Like Will Smith walked up on stage and open hand slapped you like a bitch. Chris Rock did not respond. And some folks be like, well, you know, Chris Rock handled it like an adult because Will Smith got on stage and he assaulted him. Chris Rock says some reckless shit about a man's wife in front of that man. The man got up and handled the disrespect the way that men of the street tend to do. Some folks be like, it wasn't the street. Will Smith is an actor. He's a great fucking actor. He's been okie-dokie mofos that he's a caught-up Hollywood-type dude for the better part of 30 years. Will Smith is from West Philly. You could take the man out of West Philly. You cannot take the West Philly out of the man. Will Smith's behavior at the Oscars is Exhibit A. Chris Rock, a Brooklyn dude, thought because he was up in L.A., On a Hollywood stage at the Oscars, he could talk reckless without consequence. He fucked around. He found out. Chris Rock's words are coming back to bite him in the ass. Chris Rock, I don't remember which stand-up this was, and I've watched all of them because I like Chris Rock a lot. I think he's a hilarious type dude. One of Chris Rock's stand-ups, he was talking about Nicole and OJ, and his analysis was OJ was paying Nicole's rent, mortgage, Whatever it was on her, her, her Brentwood townhouse, he was paying for it. He was paying a bunch of money in alimony. He was paying a bunch of money in child support. And Nicole was fucking around with another dude at the house that OJ was paying for. This is Chris Rock's joke. OJ flipped and OJ killed them mofos. And Chris Rock's joke was like, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I condone it. I'm saying that I understand. That's what I'm saying about Will Smith smacking him in the fucking face at the Oscars. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I condone it. It's clearly assault. I'm not saying I condone it. I'm saying I understand. Keep the man's wife's name out your mouth. You went and got smacked in your fucking face. Now, two credit. This was aired on national television. I wasn't watching the Oscars. My phone blew up. Everybody was like, oh, my God, did you see this? I went and found a video. I posted it on my Instagram page. This is just on my page alone. It it has 38,000 impressions already. It'll be 100,000 by morning. The LAPD, because the Oscars are taped in LA, were made aware of the incident. They, They went and found Chris Rock. They asked him if they wanted to press charges. Chris Rock has declined. Chris Rock should take this, and I think that's what he's going to do. He should take this as as the the free publicity that it is. Every major news outlet that covers entertainment and not because this is a list on a list crime. Every major publication in the country is talking about this slap. 
Chris Rock, I know for a fact, is currently rehearsing material for his um, for his upcoming tour, which is also going to be a Netflix special. Chris Rock should take this opportunity to promote his next tour and to promote his Netflix special. That's the win for him in this. Pressing charges against Will Smith for assault. It's not like Will Smith is going to jail over this shit. It's a headache, but it's not going to be a true punishment. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? The LAPD. Like, if this was NYPD, it might be slightly different. But the Los Angeles Police Department arresting an A-list celebrity for smacking another A-list celebrity? Come now. Come now. Stop it. This is L.A. The rules for celebrity are ever so slightly different. And Chris Rock would look like a bitch-ass nigga pressing charges on Will Smith. Yes, you got smacked in the face. And again, I'm acknowledging that it's assault. But it's also Will Smith. It's not like you got smacked in the face by like Shug Knight or Snoop or 50 Cent or, or Rick Ross. Even though he's like a former like CO. But it's not like somebody who's perceived as like hardcore and violent or gangster or like bullying tendencies. It's Will Smith. Like he's like the, he's like known as one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Chris Rock would actually look kind of like bitch ass to like press charges on Will Smith. Like branding and perception wise, it wouldn't go over well. Even though it was a clear case of assault, it wouldn't go over well. I saw folks saying that like, yo, Will Smith did this crazy shit and now black folks ain't going to never be invited to the Oscars again. Now, I didn't watch the Oscars, but if you're a frequent listener to this podcast, then you know that I'm low-key obsessed with Will Packer, who produced the Oscars tonight. I interviewed him on a previous episode. I just, I love him. I love him and his wife and their like Hollywood teeth and like the way they celebrate their anniversary. They celebrate their last anniversary. I don't remember where they were, but his wife is like dancing in a thong, thong. And they're both like, you know, like well into their 40s. And I was like, yo, if I cannot like celebrate my anniversary with my husband and like dance in a thong and like drink champagne out the bottle, why are we here? When I think about partnering with someone again, I'm very much seeking like a feeling and an energy. Right. And I look at people like Will Packer and his wife. I look at like Steve and Marjorie and not like the money they spend. But I specifically remember this incident or this video rather when Marjorie was on vacation for Valentine's Day. I want to say she was up in Colorado and Steve came to surprise her and Steve walked in and Marjorie damn near pushed this woman at the table out of the way to get to Steve. She ran up on him. And mind you, Marjorie is 50 plus. Marjorie ran up on her husband, jumped on him, wrapped her legs around him and refused to get down. He had to pat her on the ass like a good three times before she put her legs down and got off of him. And I was like, this, this, if you don't inspire that energy in me, why are we here? It's not about shit you can buy me. Everything that I need, I already provide. Most things that I want, I can already get. If you don't give me that energy, why are we here? I'd rather be working. I like nine-tenths of the things that I do for work, including this podcast. It's laborious, but it's a labor of love. But I say all that to say, what was the point of this? Oh, yes, Will Packer. People were saying because of the way that Will behaved, black folks were no longer going to be invited to the Oscars. That's a ridiculous notion. It's not like the black people who acted up last night, which was Will Smith and Chris Rock. It's not like they weren't staples at the Oscar and they were only there because Will Packer was producing. Again, I didn't watch the Oscars. Everyone talked about how black it was. Okay. 
what happened last night has nothing to do with Will Packer. People were like, it was going to be a flawless show until it was still a flawless show. That incident with Chris Rock and Will Smith ain't got shit to do with Will Packer. I'm sure he feels a way about it, but that's going to be the highest rated Oscars we've seen in a long time. Everybody and their mothers found a way to tune in after that shit happened. Will Packer will be just fine. If the ratings come through right, he will be invited back. Again, that incident had nothing to do with him. But can we speak to the larger issue of, oh my God, we're not going to be invited back. That's all right. Do you know how black folks have had to beg on multiple occasions, beg and shame white folks into being acknowledged and to being invited to the Oscars? The whole reason that we have shows like the BET Awards and the NAACP Awards and why they're so necessary is because black folks are frequently not recognized for their amazing contributions in white spaces. I'm really glad that Will Smith got the Oscar last night, but shouldn't he have actually gotten it for Ali way back? Denzel has an Oscar for Training Day, but not for Malcolm X. Angela Bassett has zero Oscars. Zero. Samuel L. Jackson got an Oscar the other night, and maybe this is on Will Packard, maybe this is on the Academy, I'm not sure. But Samuel L. Jackson got an honorary Oscar the other night. It was issued to him by Denzel. For some reason, nobody thought that should have been a part of the main telecast on Sunday. Why? Whose call was that? So people be like, oh, we're not going to be invited back no more. It's okay. We have our own award shows. We'll be all right. Stop with this white man's ISIS colder shit. Also, can we stop thinking that because some black man that we don't even know, we've watched him on TV and films for the better part of 30 years, but because Will Smith did something and that's a reflection on all black people, it's not. And anyone who thinks it is, is racist. The idea that a man that I don't even know goes and does something and this is supposed to affect my life and I'm supposed to be embarrassed. I saw some people be like, oh, my God, Will Smith embarrassed us. Who is us? Who is us? I'm black. Yeah, I'm not a man. I'm not I'm not an actor. I'm not over 50. I don't feel personally embarrassed by that. White people do crazy shit all the all the time. And other white people don't sit around and be like, I feel so embarrassed because another white person did that. I feel like white folks when it comes to this. That's some shit y'all did. If Will is embarrassed, then Will is embarrassed. That ain't got shit to do with me. I wasn't at the Oscars. I'm not in the A-list. That's A-list on A-list crime. If other A-list people are embarrassed, so be it. I feel no kind of embarrassment. I saw some man who I'm familiar with his work, but I I do not know that man. Kiki. Mm, I don't know him. I don't know him. Mariah. Mm -mm. Y'all not going to lump me in with the whole thing. Will Smith smacked the mofo on the Oscar stage. Now, I should be embarrassed? Why? I wasn't even at the Oscars. I ain't get no invite. Stop it. I don't be embarrassed by what other black people do. I ain't do that shit. My mama could do that shit. I ain't do it. That's on her. I don't care if we got the same last name. That's on her. I ain't do it. I live on the other side of the country. They ain't got shit to do with me. I ain't saying. I'm just saying. And for white folks... If you sat there and watched Will Smith slap Chris Rock after Chris Rock insulted that man's wife and your takeaway from that is, oh, black people are violent. You already thought that shit. If you didn't already think it and you saw it and you deduced all black people must be violent because Will Smith, one black person smacked somebody, another black person. That shit don't even make sense. But it's racist. It's not supposed to. It's just supposed to be evil and hateful. It's not supposed to be logical. And I'm all for, like, there's a time or a place and, like, decent behavior. And Chris Rock wasn't decent. Chris Rock was disrespectful first. You can't disrespect people, especially not to their face, and then dictate how they respond to you. So, yeah, Will could have sat in the audience and he could have drank his champagne and ate his food. And he could have ignored what Chris Rock said. He could have, like, laughed nervously and ignored that his wife was offended. That was an option. 
It was. There was another option where he could have got on stage and smacked the fuck out of Chris Rock during a live broadcast. And that's what he chose. Once again, Chris Rock fucked around. Chris Rock found out. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I feel bad for Lupita, though. I mean, kind of bad. It's actually going to work out well for her career. Lupita was sitting over Will Smith's left shoulder. So when the camera panned to Will Smith and he was yelling at Chris Rock, keep keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Lupita was like in clear HD over Will Smith's left shoulder reacting to what was going on. And she had the face that I think most people would have where she was like very confused and then very much like, what the fuck? Like, and then trying to like keep it cool and then back to like, what the fuck? Her facial reactions are what everyone was thinking at home watching this whole thing play out. And I was like, oh, sis, she about to be like the new, was it Beyonce at the, at the Grammys where she looked shocked? She has like the bug eyes. She just looked shocked. I don't remember what happened at the Grammys where she looked so confused, but I was like, yeah, Lupita's about to replace that. Lupita is about to be a full meme. She's had a good like 10 year run. I'm not really sure how she avoided it all this time, but I was like, oh, sis, you're being memed. You're like an official. You're about to go down as a classic. Her facial expressions are wonderful. I posted them on my page too. I took screenshots and zoomed in because I was like, oh yes, I know history when I see it in the making. I saw this woman talking about, oh my God, it's overshadowing Will's Oscar, which it is. Because again, I wasn't watching the Oscars. Nobody hit me up to say Will won an Oscar. People hit me up to say Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. So yes, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock is probably what's going to be remembered more so than the Oscar. Fair. Fair. I saw folks talking about like Will Smith is about to be canceled. No one's canceling Will Smith. Stop it. Will Smith has given us 30 years of his best work. I think I said this previously, but again, I told you I got like literally a full bottle of Prosecco in my system because when the smack happened, my phone lit up. And so I'm like reading my DMs and then reading my text messages. And then people started calling. I've been on the phone for like two hours talking to my friends and I was drinking Prosecco at the time. I don't know how it happened, but I ran through like a full freaking bottle. So maybe I said this earlier, but Will Smith... Gave us Parents Just Don't Understand. He gave us The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the original and the reboot. He gave us Summertime. And he gave us like eight seasons of Fourth of July blockbusters. Nobody's canceling Will Smith. He's got 30 years of deposits into the account. So this was not his finest moment. He's going to get some deductions because of this incident. But it's not like he's going to be down at zero or in the negative. Like, stop now. 
Stop now. Ain't nobody erasing his 30-year career, his good career, because it's not like he made a bunch of flops. His good career of 30 years because he ran up on the Oscar stage and smacked another grown-ass man. Again, A-list on A-list crime. Hey, y'all, hey. So what you've listened to so far in this podcast is what I recorded on Sunday night. Um, It got a little messy towards the end. The Prosecco kicked in. I recorded a lot more, but it sounds like complete fucking gibberish. And there's a few more things that I want to say with a clearer head today on Monday that I wasn't able to articulate (laughs) in my condition yesterday. And some things that just hadn't come to light yet, because I want to talk about Will Smith's apology as well. It's 5.52 on Monday, and I actually held this podcast because I sensed an apology was coming. I didn't think we were going to make it 24 hours without addressing it, just because I know how PR machines work. um, And I was right. Two to three more things I want to talk about. One of them is the public's reaction to what happened last night. I talked about a bunch of themes yesterday that I had seen popping up on social media. But with a good night's sleep, folks woke up this morning and they had more thoughts, self-included. One of the themes that I see emerging out of this, and maybe it's just in reaction to something that I wrote in the way that I wrote it, but I see a theme emerging in the reactions. I wrote this sarcastic take about hashtag protect black women because people always say it. And then it seems like every time there's an incident where black women need to be protected, then people are like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. And it's a list of reasons why black women shouldn't be protected. So in this instance, I had said that, you know, Will was an example of protect black women. It's like we always say, you know, protect black women, stand up for black women. Don't let black women be disrespected. Cory Booker did a really great job of it last week when he was defending the black woman who's a nominee for the Supreme Court. I don't have her name written phonetically in front of me, so I don't want to say it. Y'all know I'm trash with names. Judge Brown Jackson is who I'm referring to. And I wrote this morning, I said, people say protect black women. And then when somebody actually does, it often comes with a bunch of disclaimers about why that woman is not worthy of protection. And in this case, it's like, yeah, but it was the Oscars and yeah, but there were white people watching and yeah, but Jada has been so disrespectful and she emasculates him, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So I, I wrote this piece and I posted it and a lot of my readers on Instagram and Facebook especially did agree with me. A lot of them didn't. Everyone in my social spaces understood the sarcasm saying protect black women and then adding a disclaimer. Baller alert. (laughs) This is the day I'm having. Baller alert screenshotted what I wrote and then posted it on their page and their audience didn't get that it was sarcasm. So to baller alerts audience, when they saw me write, we shouldn't act in certain ways because white people will see you. They thought I was being serious. I've been called all manner of house slaves and coons all day long. Bless the folks who read on my page or listen to my podcast and we're in the comments over there and we're like, she's, she's being sarcastic. Y'all really can't see she's being sarcastic? No. A lot of people really didn't. It was like, oh my God, what is this house slave nonsense? I think discourse on the internet sometimes And discourse is being kind to call it such. But discourse on the internet is so vile and so lowbrow, even when people, and by people I mean me, are being blatantly sarcastic and saying the most ignorant shit ever to point out to people how stupid they sound when they say these things. People are like, oh no, it's for real. That's what she really means. Because there are really people on the internet 
that say that string together a whole bunch of nonsense and they really mean that shit. They say it with bass in their voice. So one of the things that I started noticing in this discourse in general, anytime it comes up for standing up for a black woman, it always becomes this question about like, what is her worth? Like literally no black woman is worthy of being protected. Like Barack Obama, he spoke up about Michelle because politicians were, were saying things about her. And he was like, you know, I'm running for office. My wife is not. These jabs that y'all are taking against my wife and calling her angry and, and positioning her as militant and, you know, basically keep my wife's name out your mouth. And people were like, oh, it's not that serious. Like, you know, she's his wife and as the candidate and she knows he's running and as his wife, she's fair game. It was just it was always it's always like a reason why it's justifiable to disrespect a black woman. And even if people can't find a reason, then it becomes, well, there's more important things to consider than her feelings and whether she's respected or not. In the case of of Will and Jada, it's like, you know, Will went on stage and he did all that and he embarrassed himself. And why is he even doing that for Jada? Because like their marriage is is, their marriage isn't even really like a real marriage because it's like an open marriage. and, And Jada had sex with August, which I thought was really interesting because I've never heard anyone say that a marriage is a sham and a marriage isn't real and a marriage shouldn't be respected when a man cheats. Even, and even though since that, that Jada and August Alcina thing came to light, because August told it, people keep saying it like, you know, Will and Jada put their business out there. August put that story out there. It went wild. And then Will and Jada did a red table to address it after it was already all over every major news site. That's how that story came out, if you do recall. But Jada and Will do this red table and Jada admits that like, yeah, what August said was true. I thought he was saying wild shit for clout, as the kids like to say. Turns out he was not. Since that time, Will has done interviews. I think the big one was in GQ where he was like, yeah, you know, I've also had sex with other people outside my marriage. He also did a a very recent interview. I don't know what publication this was, but he said there's never been any infidelity in his marriage. And what he meant by that is like, yeah, maybe both of them have had sex with other people, but they were both aware of what was happening at the time. Either that or they were in, or they were separated when it happened. So he doesn't define that as infidelity. People from the outside looking in are more upset about what Jada did than Will is. Because they've said on multiple occasions, like we addressed this years ago when it happened. It's just coming to light for y'all. But we've been dealt with this and moved on from it. It just became a story now. But people don't think that Jada is worthy of being protected. I, I would just say because she's a black woman, but also she's a black woman who has the nerve to like speak honestly and truthfully about her experiences as a married woman. She doesn't paint it as all roses. She doesn't sit around looking at her husband adoringly. She does talk about some of the struggles that they've had in their marriage, some of the fractures in their marriage, some of the ways that her husband is not perfect. And she also talks about herself in the same way. And people find that to just be like almost criminal behavior. How, how dare you be a woman and present your husband as anything less than perfection? How dare you be a black woman and be married and not be thankful for your husband? How dare you not be satisfied by Will Smith? Do you know how lucky you should be? That's the type of thinking when it comes to Jada. It's, it's like you should just be happy he wants you. Don't matter that he's done the same shit that he did. We know about Offset cheating on Cardi a million and one times, and I only bring it up to make this point. No one ever says their marriage is a sham. We know about tons of celebrities who've been caught cheating on their wives. Was Layla Rashawn, Antoine Fuqua, and again, I only bring it up because it was a popular news story. I'm not dragging it. No one says their marriage is a sham because he cheated. Let one of them wives have done the same. 
they get Will and Jaded. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I told y'all over, not the summer, over the holidays, I had taken Will Smith's book with me on vacation. It's a big, fat, thick book, and I read it in about three days. I couldn't put it down. It's captivating. In one of the early chapters of the book, which I knew going in because Will had spoken about it in his sit down with Oprah. And we talked about that sit down when it happened on an episode of this show. He talked about it there. And then he also talked about it. Remember, I was raving for a while about this um, five or six part series that Will Smith had done on YouTube. It was about him trying to get in the best shape of his life. He was trying to lose 20 pounds, which clearly he lost. He looked like fabulous last night. That suit When he walked off after slapping Chris Rock, that suit was crisp. That was a well-tailored three-piece suit of fine fabrics. That was lovely. Well-constructed. He looked great. I also kind of thought, I mean, I know this is dysfunctional as fuck. He looked sexy as fuck. After he smacked that man and then walked off and then sat in in the audience and yelled up to the stage, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I was like, woo, child, Jade about to put it on his ass tonight. That was foreplay like a motherfucker. Anyway, Will Smith on YouTube on Oprah and in his book talks about this defining moment in his life that shaped his entire personality and career. When he was a kid under 10, he saw his father beat his mom and he did nothing. He was ashamed of his lack of action. He felt like a coward. And Will Smith wrote and said multiple occasions that this incident defined him. He said he became funny because if people were laughing, people were distracted, then they weren't fighting and they weren't hitting anyone. In his acting career, he became a superhero and it's built out of his desire to fix and save. 
because of this experience of not defending his mother. He talks on multiple occasions about how because he let his mother down, he goes out of his way to try not to let his wife down and let his daughter down. He's very conscious about defending the women in his life as a do-over for how he didn't defend his mother, as a, again, as a child. You can't convince me, and I'm nobody's psychologist, and you can't convince me that last night when Will Smith got on stage and Batman smacked Chris Rock in defense of his wife and then sat in the audience and told him twice, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. You can't tell me that didn't have something to do with his inaction. And again, as a child, in defending his mother. Will Smith has done a lot of therapy. Last night was when he healed his inner child. I guarantee you that man went home and slept like a baby and ain't feel no parts bad about what he did. Less than an hour ago, he released a statement. I saw that coming. I didn't think it was necessary. But I also think as a grown ass man who, you know, says he's an enlightened person, maybe the impression that you want everyone to have of yourself is not. I get on stage and smack people. I personally didn't see that much wrong with it. You know how I like to say, shutting the fuck up is free. There's shit that I say even on this episode, I would not say to people's face because I'm not trying to get punched in mine. Also, with rare exception, I talk about the facts of what people do. I talk about it when it happens. I don't drag it and then I move on from it. Even right now, when I was to speak about Offset and Antoine Fuqua, you see I gave disclaimers and I said, I'm only bringing it up because I'm making this point. I'm not here to just drag people and remind them of their faults. Because another thing I like to say is there's grace for those that seek it. I I hope both of those men are seeking grace somewhere and thankful that their wives did not leave them. This is what Will Smith said in his apology. He said, violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear. And I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show. That would be you, Will Packer. All the attendees and everyone watching around the world. That would be me. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will Smith. Good apology. I hope Chris Rock is going to issue an apology. There was one circulating earlier today, and then I was informed that that was not a real apology, that no apology has come from Chris Rock's camp at this time. And I do hope that if and when one comes, that it is not an apology to Will. It is an apology to Jada because she was the one he offended. Oh, that's another point I should make before we wrap this up. So people keep talking about comedians and they're like, well, you know, comedians say inflammatory shit. Comedians say it's like offensive shit and it's comedy and like people just need to get over it. Y'all do realize that like comedians are not like, I don't know. They're not like the press. There's no like freedom of the comedian. Like they're not like a a specially protected group that they get to say whatever they want and no one can like clap back at them. So they've been able to say a lot of what they want without getting punched in the face. But it's a new dawn and it's a new day. I think folks don't realize like how much things have changed. Like folks have gone real Old Testament. Things that you people used to be able to get away with, they can't anymore. Just like Cardi going after the blogger girl. Bloggers have been saying crazy shit about everyone and anyone unchecked for a very long time. 
Cardi was like, enough is enough. You don't just get to get on the goddamn internet and drag me and say I have herpes and say I'm on drugs and say all these terrible things about me for hits and money. No, she sued her ass and won nearly $4 million. Same thing with Megan and Harry. I mean, that was pre-pandemic, but the point still stands. Megan was like, yeah, okay, y'all dragged Diana. Y'all dragged everybody else in this royal family. Y'all not doing that shit to me. Maybe because she's American, she has some different ideas about what's acceptable and what's not. She didn't grow up with that shit. But Megan was like, no. She bankrupted the, a, paparazzi, a paparazzi agency that had been following her around, essentially stalking her. They had to file for Chapter 11. She did, in fact, win her lawsuit against British publication The Mail. She won. She was awarded $1. It wasn't about the money for her. It was about the principal. I think what Will Smith did last night, and again, it's assault. Not justifying it. I understand it. I think it's in the same vein. Is that, yo, people who've been walking around saying wild shit unchecked. Those days are over. Folks is tired. There'll be repercussions and consequences. Especially when you repeatedly offend folks. Or when you say wild shit to their face. I was having a conversation with somebody on Instagram earlier today and it was respectful, but we didn't agree. But my comments are usually pretty respectful. Folks go back and forth, but they argue about the argument and they don't take personal jabs at each other, which I really respect about my audience. But I was speaking back and forth with somebody earlier today and they were like, yo, Will Smith puts this information out there. He and his wife put this information out there. They, they let people know about the dirtier details of their marriage and they can't be mad that people don't respect it. Agreed. And they were like, and they can't be mad that people say something to them. No, I don't agree. There's this idea that like, because you are a celebrity, that you're supposed to be thick skinned and people can just say whatever the fuck they want about you. If it's the truth, if you have opinions about some truth that they share is one thing. Making up shit, lying on them is a separate thing. But the idea that you could just walk up to people or stand on a stage within walking distance of people and say reckless shit to them. And think that you are protected from consequence is wild to me. It's wild. I see, and I see people do some version of this online all the time. Like they'll go on people's pages and go up under their comments and drag folks. And then when they get blocked or cursed out, they want to tell everyone like, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so blocked me. I can't believe so-and-so cursed me out. Really? Can you not? It's one thing to say wild shit on your own page, post it in your stories, make videos on YouTube. That's one thing. But to actually go to someone and bring your crazy shit to them in their comments or in their DMs and then be shocked when you got cursed out, you're an idiot. You should have got cursed out because you did some dumb shit. You not getting cursed out enough as a child or a teenager and not learning that lesson is why you get cursed out as an adult doing that dumb shit. Folks got feelings, man. There's like this idea that like you're a celebrity and so you must be insulated. You must have enough therapists on call and you got to just take shit. No, you don't. No, you don't. And Chris Rock knows better than anybody because he's also a celebrity. You know what this man has been through in this industry. Chris Rock got a divorce. He knows what it is for people to talk shit about him and his wife. He knows exactly what Will Smith deals with. That's probably why he got smacked. It's not just like some random who doesn't know how this shit goes. It's somebody who knows. That just makes it all the more worse. It's like you know what bullshit I deal with day to day. And then you went and did this shit at the Oscars? I keep seeing folks talk about, well, what if it was a white man? Again, I don't understand this compulsion that so many black people have to try to center white people in things that are not about white people. What if the guy was white, but he wasn't? Why are we talking about white people? They were like, well, if it had been a woman who did that, Will Smith wouldn't have ran up there, nor should he. Also, I don't think another woman would have got on stage and made fun of Jada's medical condition. 
Again, I didn't watch the Oscars. I read that Regina Hall made a joke about Will and Jada's entanglement. And they were like, well, well Will didn't get upset about that. Jada didn't run on stage and, and smack Regina. You do realize, right, that people can pick and choose when they react and what they want to be offended about. Maybe the Smiths don't really give two shit about the entanglement situation. Because like a month ago, Laverne Cox interviewed them on the red carpet. We talked about that earlier in the show. And she said some shit about the entanglement. Everybody laughed and walked away. Will and Jada have never said anything about it since then. Maybe they weren't offended. Maybe they were and just didn't feel like reacting. That's a choice they get to make. Maybe the entanglement is not a thing for them. Maybe it's a, yeah, it is funny to them. I would think people constantly taking jabs at my marriage in public to my face would upset me, but they not me. They might feel different. But just because Will is cool with it in one instance doesn't mean he has to be cool with it in another. And just because when Chris Rock first said it, it looked like Will had laughed, it could have been nervous laughter. It could have been I'm about to fuck this nigga up laughter. It could have been he genuinely thought it was funny until he looked over and he saw that his wife was offended because she visibly was. And then he was like, oh, no, I have to do something about that. This man then came from my wife. My wife's feelings are hurt. And I need to say something. I need to do something. Maybe that's protecting black women. I've also seen people be like, that's his ego. Maybe it could be multiple things at the same time. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Two things can be true. I also saw people like, oddly enough, trying to blame Jada in all of this. I was like, Jada didn't tell Chris Rock to put her name in his mouth. She was just sitting there like everybody else in the audience. And they were like, well, well, Will laughed at first and then, you know, Jada was visibly upset. And so Jada made him get on the stage. Really? That grown ass man ain't responsible for what that grown ass man does. It must be Jada's fault. It's E's fault. The grown ass man ate the apple. I swear men got to choose. Folks be beating their chest 24 seven talking about I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. Are you really if you're so easily swayed? You can't be running around talking about you're a natural born leader because you have a penis and a look will just make y'all do some crazy shit. How you going to be a leader and have no accountability, no self-control? Huh? Riddle me that. That slap, I swear the whole thing took all of 30 seconds. From the joke to the laughter to Will walking on stage from, to Will yelling from the audience to Chris trying to justify it. It, it was all of 30 seconds. There was so much packed into that. And even with this long ass podcast episode about just that 30 minutes, I ain't even talked about anything else in the Oscars. Congratulations to Questlove. I heard he won an Oscar for Summer of Soul. I heard Steph Curry and Shaq. They had a documentary. I never heard of it called The Queen of Basketball. They also won an Oscar. I've never heard of this before. I'll go check it out. You know, I love a good documentary. But we haven't talked about anything else at the Oscars. Beyonce performed. I, have, I still haven't seen that performance. I haven't even seen anybody talk about it. I saw Miss Tina posted that Blue was on stage with Beyonce. But I haven't even gone back to look at the clip yet because I've been talking about Will Smith all day. I'll catch up with the rest of this stuff on Friday's episode. I also want to talk about Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah just put his house on sale for $24 million USD American dollars. He also has a $10 million condo in New York. And this is not even a conversation about Trevor Noah's real estate. I was like, God damn, I, I did not know Trevor Noah was making money like that. I knew he made good American coin. I had no idea Trevor Noah was making $10 million condo, $24 million house in LA money. No clue. That's like, shit, I'm funny. I should have been a fucking comedian. I'm over here trying to be the non-racist version of Joe Rogan. This shit better pay off. I want my 100 mil and 40 acres and a mule. Just on GP. All right, y'all. That's the episode for today. If you have not picked up your Ratchet and Respectable merchandise, the Ratchet and Respectable tees are still available. 
Cut the check is still available. Interested men act interested. Those teas are still available. There's also still some don't waste your pretty teas available. Those might be on sale. But the seasons are changing. If you want to pick up your t-shirts for the new season, I know there's green and white, white and gold, and black and gold for Ratchet and Respectable. If you're interested in those, please pick them up on the site, DemetriaLLucas.com. In the meantime, we'll speak again on Friday. Should be a good episode. I don't have like a super packed week. I just got meetings this week, but no big writing assignments. Thank God. All right, y'all. Talk soon. Talk Friday. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.